Good morning. You're just in time. Welcome to the St. Gabriel Cafe, your sacred space to sip on today's local blend of faithful encouragement. Let's start our day together. Good morning. Come on in. Pull up a chair. Glad you're here. I'm Dave Orsborn. And I'm Amanda Miller, and we are so thrilled to have you with us in the St. Gabriel Cafe, our live and local morning show. Cameron Clutter is our executive broisto, and in just a few minutes, our executive director, I was going to give Bill a new title, executive <laughs> executive bro director, Bill Messerly is going to join us with a really, really big announcement. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning, Dave. Can you start us with a prayer? Yes, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Lord, we, we love you. We thank you for this day, especially on the solemnity of, of all saints. We just ask for greater fervor to run after you, to know you, to love you, to be the saints that you call us to be. Help us to have those greater relationships with the saints that you have already given us, to, to mimic them in the ways that you are calling us. Give us that that greater fervor and that greater love. We honor you and we praise you and we lift our, our hearts and our minds up to you. We pray this all through the intercession of Mary and through the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. November 1st. Yeah. Turn, turn the page on the calendar. <laughs> or if you don't have a calendar, your mobile device will do it automatically. Mm. So... Happy feast day. Happy feast day. Happy solemnity. Yeah, this is a <laughs> big one. Which does mean it is a day of obligation. It is. So we have that opportunity, opportunity to, go to, to go to Mass. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Most parishes will have an evening Mass if you're not able to make it this morning. So, And today is the last day to venerate the relic of St. Jude. That's right. I will be going to Resurrection today so that I can venerate St. Jude. And then they have the Mass at 7 p.m. Yeah, that's right. It all starts at 1 o'clock at Resurrection. So if you haven't had the opportunity to venerate, or if you have and you want to do it again, (laughs) you can do it more than once. Uh, Yeah, go to Church of the Resurrection. I would encourage you if you're planning on going uh, this afternoon or this evening, go early because uh, the veneration ceases during the Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, at St. Paul's, they cut it off uh, the line, stopped the line in around 6.15, and I imagine they'll do something similar at Resurrection. Pause and then uh, continue the veneration mm-hmm. until all have venerated. Yeah, I can't wait. I, I was so glad when you told us that you went and there was such a great turnout, so... I'm looking forward to it. And pay attention to the signs. There's a lot of, uh, they really, the presentation's done very well. And take that opportunity as you're going through the line to to read about St. Jude and uh, the saints. And I would also imagine that they'll have a number of relics out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know St. Paul's will be venerating a number of our friends in heaven. Right. And including St. Charbel. Yeah, that's so exciting. Um, But it also brings to mind what Sister said yesterday. She said, when we were talking about John's vision of of heaven, and she said, remember, this is not just a dream, but a reality. Yeah. And that really struck me because, yeah, that's the reality of our faith is that we are called to this heavenly glory in the kingdom of God, right? And that 
when we're among the saints, we get the opportunity to remember that. And so to, to think of that also when, when we get the opportunity to venerate the saints. I love litanies. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you feel about litanies? Um, you for them? Well, what kind of litanies are we talking about? <laughs> well, today, the litany of the saints. Yeah. But then you have the litany of the sacred heart and others. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I just I just love the litanies. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I know you. I know you. I know you. Mm-hmm. And then, ooh, I'm not quite sure of who you are, but I want to learn more about you. Mm-hmm. So, You know, when I hear the litany of the saints, I love to think about those saints who I do know and then what they are intercessors for. Mm. And so it's it's just like this whole list of asking for their intercession to help us on this journey. And so, yeah, I always think it's so powerful. Big group of friends. Yeah. <laughs> and you brought us in a treat today. I did. Okay, so yesterday we were talking about uh, the background of trick-or-treating and soul cakes. Mm-hmm, soul cake. And so I wondered, is there a place that sells soul cakes? And unfortunately, I didn't find any. Um, maybe next year I'll, I'll bake them. But So this year I found Pan de Muerte, so Day of the Dead bread. Bread of the, bread bread of of the, the dead. dead. Yeah. Yes. And not entirely sure of the whole history, but, you know, we know it comes from the Hispanic culture. And so we thought that would be a, a way to celebrate today. Have a sweet bread. And they're decorated with yeah, so, bones, <laughs> bones so and it, a teardrop, right? It, do, it does look like a, a large um, loaf. Mm-hmm. And then on top is, is extra bread um, as decoration. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's it's not actually decorated with bones. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> <laughs> everything's edible. <laughs> awesome, and you had two varieties, uh, like a sugar mm-hmm. and a chocolate one. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it tastes like uh, orange, so it was good. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Should we turn it over to Bill? We've been teasing this big announcement. Yeah. Welcome, Bill. News. Good to see you. Yeah, it is. And uh, I'm not sure if I can top the dead bread, but uh, <laughs> we do have a big announcement. Uh, you know, St. Gabriel Radio, we're a listening family. And as a listening family, we pray for uh, revival, renewal in our, our community. And we also financially support St. Gabriel Radio as a partner. And with that, as a backdrop, I'm pleased to announce that uh, Ohio University Bobcat fans, residents of Athens, you can now hear St. Gabriel Radio in Athens, Ohio. On FM 106.7. All right. Woohoo! <laughs> Pretty exciting. That's very exciting. 40,000 people that couldn't hear Catholic radio terrestrially through radio can now hear that as of today. Through many thanks of Greg Savaldi, our station engineer, hundreds and hundreds of steps that he's gone through over the last uh, few weeks and just the last five days, he's spent uh, an, amaz- an amazing amount of time making yeah. sure that the station is up and ready. So, what an exciting thing to see uh, come to fruition. Uh, Father Joseph Mary at EWTN at the EWTN conference a couple of weeks ago said, he said this multiple times, it's fun to watch how God works. Mm-hmm. And boy, was this fun to see how God works and brought Catholic Radio to Athens. And he also said, he's always doing something and he's full of surprises. And boy, was this a big surprise. And it all happened very quickly. Uh, no, we should mention... Uh, we're operating through an affiliate station, St. Isidore Media. We are. We yeah. are. In uh, March of uh, this year, 
Um, there's a an operator of a low-power FM, 106.7, in Athens, who decided to step away from the station. That announcement was made in the local newspaper. Uh, there was a traveler uh, in Athens who saw that newspaper listing, notified the parish, uh, the Knights of Columbus, St. Gabriel Radio, EWTN, and all of those people then started meeting in March, uh, April, May, June, July, uh, to bring St. Isidore Media to fruition, and that local nonprofit is now bringing Catholic Radio through the network of St. Gabriel Radio. So they'll hear the same signal that you hear uh, Father John Ricardo and all the other EWTN programs, as mm-hmm. well as our local programs. And then today, it's going to be exciting this morning to hear from some of our, our folks in Athens. Yeah, in just a few minutes, we'll be joined by Father Mark, uh, and he will, he's uh, the chaplain of St. Isidore, uh, Father Mark Moore. He's the uh, pastor of St. Paul's in Athens, Christ the King University Parish, as well as Holy Cross in Gloucester and Sacred Heart in Pomeroy, a busy guy, but he's going to be joining us in just just a little while, as well as Jeff Neese, who's one of those uh, laymen, uh, Knights of Columbus, I believe, in Athens, that, uh, boy, jumped on it and, and got everything done and and moved us forward. So it's exciting. Other special thanks, uh, Jeff Neese, of course, the president of St. Isidore, uh, Father Mark Moore, the chaplain, uh, Joe Blair, the treasurer, Brent Martz, the Knights of Columbus Grand Knight in Athens, Philip Gray, uh, and then uh, the traveler, uh, Jay Clute, who initiated all this and started making all the calls to kind of rustle everything up. He was just traveling through Athens? He's building a house in Athens, okay. and as he was getting to know the community, started to research what was going on in the community, and he's the one that brought it to everybody's attention that this station was available. Wow. How so, providential. I mean, just the fact that, I mean, he was there, sees the announcement, mm-hmm. and then had the boldness to step forward and say, hey, here's an opportunity mm-hmm. to bring Catholic radio. Yeah. Uh, actually, Bill, do you know... Was there any Catholic media at all in that area before? Well, other than, you know, through the Internet, mm-hmm. no. There was not a, okay. a radio station, and uh, now it is on at 106.7. So you can, if you have loved ones that are attending the university, you have uh, families that you have in the Athens area, please let them know that FM 106.7 is now available, Catholic Radio in Athens, Ohio. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And friends, uh I don't know if everyone fully appreciates how great the coverage is over the state of Ohio and how blessed uh, Ohioans are to have uh, a number of Catholic radio stations. Yeah, yeah. Now, our station signal, our flagship, AMA 20, reaches the state, uh, but it does dissipate. If you're going southeast from Columbus uh, through Canal Winchester, Carroll, Ohio, Lancaster, Uh, You get past Logan, and then when you get close to Nelsonville, our station dissipates. So this is going to really fill a void that didn't have Catholic radio before terrestrially. So an exciting way that God surprised us. And through your generosity, friends, you you make all this possible. Uh, Give us the opportunity to talk to people all all over the state and to um, bring great programming uh, for the conversion of souls. Tom Price uh, at EWTN calls us what? The uh, the blowtorch, right? AMA 20 is the blowtorch, and we're uh, lighting fires now through stations in Scioto County and Athens. 
Now, the uh, the station uh, operators, St. Isidore Media mm-hmm. in Athens, they got their name from Father Mark Moore, who's going to be joining us in just a few minutes. But he came up to it, and we said, uh, what do you want to name this nonprofit? He immediately said St. Isidore. Hmm. And St. Isidore is the patron saint of farmers and farming communities. And St. Isidore is really a testament to a simplicity of life, a focus on prayer. He was allegedly praying and went to Mass and attended many Catholic parishes. And many of his co-workers didn't like that too much because he would show up a few minutes later than they would. But he persevered and put God first. So what a great way to model that community, Athens, Ohio, and here in central Ohio, we can do the same thing. The simplicity of life centered on prayer, like St. Isidore. That's wonderful. I can't wait to hear more from Father Mark and from Jeff Neese. So, Bill, thanks for being in here. It's a big day. Happy Saint Day. Yes. All Saints Day. Yes. So, your plans for the day? Well, I've already attended Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, this is um, a special day. I'm even wearing a suit today and tie because I'm so excited to have this announcement that we have Catholic Radio expanding here in the state of Ohio on FM 106.7 in Athens. Bill looks very nice today. <laughs> I almost wish we were filming. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. You're Coming welcome. up in just a couple minutes, Father Mark Moore from Athens and the chaplain of... St. Isidore Media will be joining us here in the cafe. A prayer for God, you give life and desire a future for all of your children. Take hold of our nation, state, and community and awaken in every heart awe for the gift of life. Send your spirit to strengthen us with wisdom and fortitude as we defend mothers and children in Ohio from laws that disregard their health and safety. Mary and Joseph trusted in you and welcomed Jesus into our broken world. Father, we ask their intercession to protect the preborn and their mothers and to guide all parents in raising their children. May they help us build a civilization of love by upholding the sacredness of life, preserving parental rights, and walking with pregnant women in need. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lady, Mother of the family, pray for us. St. Joseph, protector of the unborn, pray for us. Do you have a minute for lasting happiness? Living virtuously is the way to freedom, happiness, and holiness. To grow in virtue, we must learn about it, practice it, and persevere in it. This is what the saints have achieved with excellence. An excellent example of the virtue of hope is seen in St. Maria Faustina, She lived hope heroically by believing the Lord's words to her about divine mercy and her mission to spread it would be fulfilled. Jesus asked her to tell the world about his mercy and to pray, Jesus, I trust in you. Faustina faced great sufferings and ridicule from others who did not support her, but she placed her hope in God. Let us ask St. Maria Faustina to pray for us that we may grow in hope. Educate yourself in virtue, learn more, at educationinvirtue.com. Welcome back, friends, to the St. Gabriel Cafe. I'm Amanda Miller. And I'm Dave Worsborn. And joining us by phone from Athens, Ohio, is the chaplain of St. Isidore Media, our brand new affiliate. 
Father Mark Moore. Happy feast day, Father. Happy feast day to you. Yes, thanks for having me. Oh, great to have you on with us this day of All Saints. What a blessed day that is. So you're the chaplain of St. Isidore Media, and then also the pastor of St. Paul in Athens, the Christ the King University Parish, as well as Holy Cross in Gloucester and Sacred Heart in Pomeroy. Get them all right? You've got them all right in there, I think, yes. Yes. You are a busy guy. (laughs) Well, I can be, yes. (laughs) And you have a history with Columbus. I do, I do. Columbus is where I did all of my seminary studies. I was at the Josephinum um, for all eight years. I went through four years of college and then four years of theology, uh, starting at the Josephinum just out of high school at age 18, and leaving there in 2003 uh, and being ordained for the Diocese of Steubenville in 2003. Well, praise be to God. Thank you for saying yes. Absolutely. God has been very good to me. Where are you from originally? Ironton, Ohio is my hometown, all the way down to the southern tip of the state. What a pretty city that is. Yes, yes. So uh, I grew up there um, and uh, went to the Catholic schools there. There's a Catholic high school and a Catholic grade school there still. Very small, but... um, you know, the people are very faithful, and they keep it going, and that's really where a lot of my vocation was nurtured, was, was in my hometown, in my home parish, and in our Catholic schools. Hmm. Was there one person in particular that said, hey, Father, or no, you wouldn't have said, hey, Father, or she wouldn't have said, hey, Father. <laughs> they, they would have said, Mark, uh, have you ever thought about being becoming a priest? You know, um, I don't remember anyone saying that to me directly. I have classmates, though, from grade school who tell me that in first and second grade, I was talking about being a priest. Mm. So I, I can't remember someone saying it to me outright. I just remember it being present in my life, at least I'm cognitively aware of it, since about the fourth or fifth grade. Mm-hmm. You know? And then uh, to the Josephine, right after high school. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, on this All Saints Day, who is your go-to saint? Oh, this is a great question, because it's like, I love All Saints Day, because I can choose a whole lot. <laughs> a posse, a posse of <laughs> I saints. I can ask all the saints to intercede for me, right, in many yeah. ways. So uh, several that have been really influential in my life over time. Um, Francis de Sales has been big for me. Um, just always been a, a really powerful intercessor, I feel like. Um, St. Margaret Mary Alacoque I've always loved. Mm. Um, and uh, really, in some ways, uh, as, I, as I get a little older here, I, I've been drawn maybe more and more to Augustine. Um, so all of these three have been just, just big influences in my life. You have to throw in an obligatory uh, Franciscan, so who would that obligatory Franciscan be? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just go straight up with uh, uh, St. Francis. How about that? What a great choice, Father. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> And how long have you been pastor at St. Paul's? Uh, I've been pastor here since 2013. I came here in 2011 mm-hmm. um, as the assistant. Uh, they were just combining the two parishes here in Athens, St. Paul and Christ the King University Parish. They had been two separate parishes for many, many years, and uh, they had combined them uh, with um, a priest who was the pastor of St. Paul as the pastor. I came as the assistant. I was working with him for two years, and then uh, the idea was I would kind of take over when he retired. And mm-hmm. so that's what happened. So these are two uh, parish communities. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. They are two distinct parishes. Yes, but people worship here at 
both churches. So we have one mass schedule, obviously, and so people just sort of go to the mass that either they're comfortable with or whatever time suits their weekend schedule. So uh, we have five masses here on the weekends between St. Paul and Christ the King. Both are smaller parishes. They seat about 200, 220 people. So um, they're not large churches. And so people choose based on their their mass time preference, it seems like. Mm-hmm. We're speaking with Father Mark Moore, the chaplain of St. Isidore Media, uh, St. Gabriel's brand new affiliate in Athens. We're talking about evangelization and uh, how Father serves the community in Athens. I imagine being a university chaplain also takes uh, quite a bit of your time. It does, yeah. It takes probably the majority of my time just in terms of the services and, and um, uh, prayer time that we provide for our student community, our faculty community, and then, of course, the resident community of parishes. Luckily, our parishes, our resident community is, is not very large. I mean, probably about 450 families between the two parishes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a large uh, resident community here, but then you know, the university has a lot of students from Columbus, Cleveland, and Cincinnati area, really heavily Catholic areas. And so we do see students coming here from those heavily Catholic areas of the state. And we have to provide for them, too. You know, I always say we are, um, we are small-town parishes with big city needs. That's for sure. Uh, here, I like that. that. Yeah. 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 Well, there's a lot of alum here in uh, the Columbus area. What's, uh, what's Catholic life look like these days on, on OU's campus? You know, I would say over the last eight years, I've seen a real transformation in the students coming into the university and their own understanding of the Catholic faith and Catholic identity. I think that's in some ways attributed to priests who were ordained maybe 2009 and onward. I mean, I was ordained in 2003, but I find that there were, as like there's been a stronger, younger group of priests being ordained from about 2009 onward. Um, and I think that those priests have inspired the young people in their congregations. And so when they come here to school, they're better equipped to deal with some of the pressures of university life, but also they are coming in with a desire to seek the Lord above all things while they're studying. And that has been a, a big change here um, over the last couple of years especially. I know we have at least a few priests here in the Columbus Diocese that are graduates of Ohio University. Is that the case in the Steubenville Diocese as well? Do you have alums from we OU? Have, I think we have one uh, priest who attended school here, and uh, uh, I think this is where he actually converted uh, to Catholicism. Mm. And we have, a, we have a, a seminarian who's preparing to be a deacon right now, uh, for Cincinnati Diocese, who who converted uh, to Catholicism here as a freshman in college. So, um, well, it sounds like your Easter vigil must be something. It can be, yes, <laughs> yes. In fact, last year we were doing a little end-of-the-year wrap-up with the students, and I was asking them, like, what are your favorite or most memorable spiritual experiences this year here uh, on campus? And they were saying two things. One was Ablaze, which was this event that we had last weekend, and I can talk about that later. Yeah. And the other was Easter Vigil. Those are the two things that just stand out in their memories as being highlights of their spiritual or their, their religious experience here. 
Well, that's fantastic because in that college mind, I vaguely remember there's a lot of things that you can put up near the top of the list that necessarily wouldn't be uh, sacred. And for them to recall, you know, these two specific events, it really says it says a lot about your ministry and how the uh, uh, Catholic community in Athens supports supports the students. What uh, tell me or tell uh, us about uh, a blaze? So what Blaze is, is this event that we started just several years ago. Uh, there was a priest here, Father Matthew Gossett, who served as uh, the campus minister um, mainly. That was his job. Um, and one of the things that he wanted to do was to have an opportunity to go out into the streets and meet students where they are, ask them to come into our church and light a candle for some specific intention. So we started doing it kind of like a, a flash mob kind of thing. It started out just kind of, going out, inviting students in, and we were getting great success with that. So we decided a couple years ago to do it on Halloween weekend here. Halloween in Athens is a huge event. Uh, We have students coming here from all over the place, Um, and it's usually not um, the most religious event, let's say, Mm -hmm. uh, being in the university town. And so the Ablaze event was something where we thought, here are these students all out there on the streets this night, all walking up and down our our little street right outside the church. Let's invite them in for something. So some of the students, we have street teams that are going out, uh, teams of two people, inviting just groups of students or individuals in for the intention this year was uh, to pray for uh, those who are struggling with suicide or suicidal thoughts or victims of suicide. Um, and so they went out. And they invited these students in. Hundreds and hundreds of people come into the church that night, some Catholics, some not Catholics, some not religious. They light a candle, a little tea light candle. The Blessed Sacrament is exposed in the church, so the Lord is there, present. Wow. We've got people praying in the pews. We've got people coming in, lighting a candle, and then our student leaders take time to pray with them in church. Wow. Let's pause there, because if... if people haven't experienced Halloween weekend in OU. I mean, you don't understand. I mean, the boldness and the courage that, that these students show. All these students are incredible. Stepping into the midst of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's huge. Yes, it is. It is. It has been probably one of the most edifying experience of my entire priesthood has been being a part of and that seems to be a really soft approach, too, just to ask someone to come and light a candle. Because yes. if you were to ask someone, come in and pray, maybe they'd be like, oh, no, thank you. Yeah. But that's a really beautiful way to approach it. Absolutely. It's just a simple way to maybe give people an experience of the Lord who's right there in front of them, even if they don't recognize that the mm-hmm. Lord is right there with them. And the students just bringing them in, lighting the candle, and then just saying to them, can I pray with you quickly? before you go and they do and sometimes it leads to discussions for half hour 45 minutes an hour two years ago there were uh, three young men from Kent State who were here visiting uh, friends here at Ohio University and they weren't Catholic none, none of the three of them were Catholic they came in they lit a candle they prayed with the person and they sat down in a pew and one of the young men just started pouring his heart out to his friends right there in the church in a way that he hadn't before. And they were in the church for an hour and 45 minutes together, mm. sharing with each other in a way that they probably had never done up to this point in their friendship. 
And so here you have the Lord's present with them, moving their hearts closer to each other, and uh, hopefully closer to him, ultimately. And so here they were, sitting in church, and just sharing with each other their, their lives, their struggles, their thoughts, their hopes. And I went over to check on them a couple of times because I was like, I, I, you know, I want to make sure that they're okay. And they engaged with discussion with me, and they were talking in depth about life. And so it was one of those kinds of experiences that's really been so very important for me uh, to be a part of because it's, it's opening up the beauty of our faith to people who may have never experienced it or who have never known it or, you know, who are seeking and searching for meaning and purpose in life, and, and hopefully they can receive that through this event that we've, we've been doing. So, yeah, hundreds and hundreds of students come in, and uh, you know, we've seen some people embrace coming back to church after this event. Wow. So it's been it's been great. That's remarkable. We're we're speaking with Father Mark Moore, the chaplain for Saint Isidore Media, our new affiliate in Athens, Ohio. Do you have a student like a, a group like Focus on campus? So we that... don't. So here's part of like I said to you before, we are small town parishes with big city needs. Mm. Our diocese of Steubenville is a mission diocese. We don't have a lot of money, and of course, in the last couple of years, we've been really struggling financially. Um, we don't have a large alumni database uh, here in our parishes. We've been trying to keep one up since I've been here, but all of our graduates, our recent graduates, struggling to find work and start their lives. So we don't have a large donor base. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get some grant money, but we don't have the funds necessary to have focus here. We tried it for a year. Uh, we just couldn't handle the, the financial strain that, that was putting on, on the parishes, um, because the parishes basically fund everything that happens in town here that's Catholic, um, from, you know, our, our building maintenance to our parish programming to the campus ministry program. So we haven't had focused missionaries here for several years. Um, uh, we haven't had a lot of other outside uh, groups in here either, and so... That's one of the things that we're hopeful in the future that that's something that can that can really come back to our area because just from the one-year focus was here, I think we had four or five students join as missionaries after they graduated college here. Wow. So, yeah. 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 Well, I think this also encourages you in, in the community that's rooted there to, to grow these missionary disciples organically. Right, right. And that's what we continue to do. I mean, there are a lot of opportunities that we give all of our parishioners to grow, both in their knowledge of faith, but also in in life, uh, in their relationship with Jesus Christ. And so um, I'm hopeful that that continues to reach out to these students and help these students grow in faith as well. What's your hope for radio evangelization, and and how did you become aware of uh, the opportunity to have Catholic radio in Athens? This is a really funny story. The... the, um, radio station that we are now inhabiting. I don't know what the best word is for that, but the radio station, the uh, 106.7 FM, was one of my favorite stations in town. (laughs) And when I heard they were no longer going to be on the air, I was like, oh, how could this be? 
Um, and so what happened was I thought, boy, wouldn't it be great to, like, buy the station and do our own thing with it? And the next thing you know, I'm just kind of sitting around in my office one day, and there's a phone call that comes from a man who had moved into the area over in Wellston, um, over in uh, in the Columbus Diocese. Yeah. About 40 minutes west of us here. And he was really curious to see if, you know, we could buy the station and, and put Catholic Radio on the air over here. And so I went to my parish secretary at the time, and I said, do you think we should buy a radio station? <laughs> and, and she said, do you really think you need another job? <laughs> she cares <laughs> for you. Yeah, <laughs> Always looking out for me. And so, and so I thought, boy, we really, we really should do this. We should do this. Okay. So I had no idea how to do this. I had no idea what the cost might be. I had no idea what the time commitment would be or how we would do something like this. But I said that day, I came back and sat down at my desk. I said, okay, Lord, if you want this to happen, you're going to make this happen, and I know it. Fast forward to about a week later, we get a call from Bill Messerly. He wants to come and talk to our Knights of Columbus group. We have a very young, active Knights of Columbus group. He came down. He talked. They turned to me and said, Father, do you want this to happen? I said, absolutely, I do. And wow. four Knights of Columbus members said, okay, we'll form the board, we'll put this together, and we'll run with this. And so Bill came down and told us a little bit about how we could do it. And the next thing you know, this board's meeting. And from there, it has just all been the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives because it has been so fast and so edifying in every way to to um, be a part of this. Here we are. And, and you, wow. Yeah. I mean, really, I can't I can't explain to you how everything just has fit so beautifully into the plan of the Lord for this because it just one thing after the other has been right there, right there in the moment for us. It's fallen right into place. It's been easy, I would say, up to this point, at least on our end, <laughs> um, uh, to get this to get this off the ground. I I, I love the yes uh, from the Knights of Columbus. Yeah, it, you know, to to even consider it to invite Bill down to to speak to the group, right. and, and then them turning to you and say, you know, Father, um, do you think this will be blessed? And I was, I said, I can't think of anything where my heart has been moved to toward this, any initiative where my heart's been moved toward this so strongly in the last, say, two or three years. So absolutely, I was for this. Well, shout out to the Knights of Columbus. I know here in Columbus with the, the radio stations that St. Gabriel has either leased or, or owned, the Knights of Columbus have walked with us through all of it. And... Uh, before we enjoyed the uh, broader uh, community support, the Knights of Columbus made sure that our monthly bills were taken care of. That's so, wonderful. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the Knights of Columbus do so many wonderful things and so many hidden things, uh, really, that people may not be aware of. And I'm always, I'm always grateful for their just simple, humble service that they provide to the church. So a shout-out specifically to Council 1716 here in Athens uh, for, their, uh, for their just taking this initiative on and, and going forward with it. Father Moore, uh, 
What do you think this will mean then for just the community? So that's a great point, and it's one of the things that is so important for us here, I think. That is, we live in a pocket of Appalachia that is very rural, and like a lot of Appalachian areas. But we have this large university here. And so, one, I think someone who's tuning in can discover the beauty of our Catholic faith in a way maybe they've never been exposed to before. I find sometimes in the county as I travel around that um, there's a lot of misunderstandings about Catholicism, about the Catholic Church, um, and there's a lot of hostility sometimes to the Catholic faith. And I'm hopeful that having this on the radio, on the air for people to discover, will open hearts, open minds to lead to a better understanding of, of what the Catholic Church is all about and what the Catholic Church teaches, and to know the Lord through the Church in maybe a way they've never known Him before. And so whether that's a, a university student or someone who's living uh, in one of the small rural communities here in the Athens area, my, my hope and my prayer has been, Lord, to let this be a way for people to know you in your church, to, to experience you in your church, and get over maybe some misunderstandings or some, some ideas that maybe are not from you to really come to know you uh, through this outreach that we're, that we're hosting here. And so I'm very, very grateful for uh, St. Gabriel Radio stepping in and saying, hey, we will provide you with the content you need. It's been just a real blessing for us, and I think going forward in the future it's going to be a real blessing for us in the broader community of Athens here and Ohio University. And it starts today. On All today, Saints Day. All Saints Day. Praise the Lord. I can't wait to share stories uh, with our listeners, our friends, that uh, of all the way, the powerful ways that uh, the Lord will work in Athens in the years to come. Uh, be confident, Father, that um, that your your phone is going to start ringing off the hook. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks, Dave, and I can tell you this much. I've got a group of students who are very eager to talk to you. <laughs> Great. Wow. Yeah, we've got right some of our students who I think they, they hope to be, I don't know, maybe they want to be radio stars. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, uh, <laughs> there Fantastic. are several who are excited to share what the Lord has done for them here as students at Ohio University. Yeah. He, he, I'm confident, you know, this will be a case of a... Um, light shining into the darkness, uh, you know, that, that we have in all of our lives, right. And in the culture and everything else, but, uh, radio evangelization works. Uh, we've seen amazing stories here for the last 18 years. Um, Catholics and non-Catholics alike father, because we do proclaim the gospel truth and whoever has ears to hear, right. Um, will will learn the love of the Lord. And there's nothing better than that. Absolutely. Father, could we uh, have your blessing? Sure. May the Lord God continue to prosper the work of your hands and the words of your lips, that in all things he might be glorified and known. And may Almighty God bless all of you who are listening, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Father Mark Moore, the chaplain of St. Isidore Media, our brand new affiliate in Athens, Ohio. Again, happy feast day, Father. We'll talk again real soon, I hope. Thanks so much, Dave. Thanks so much, Amanda, for having me on. This this went really quickly, so I'm, I'm grateful. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, well, Father we're Mark. grateful for you and everyone in Athens, so God bless you. Thanks. God bless you, and um, pray for us down here. You got it. Absolutely. <laughs> Coming up in just a couple minutes, we'll be joined by Jeff Neese, one of the founders of St. Isidore Media in Athens. Stay with us. We'll be right back. O good Jesus, you are the Most High God, everlasting and always living. You have shown us the way to the Father and sent the Holy Spirit to guide us. We implore thy most sacred heart to have mercy on us in this time of need. Bless and protect the vulnerable. Give hope to all and fill our hearts with confidence in your divine mercy. Be our joy in the midst of suffering and our stability in the midst of uncertainty. Your forgiveness we seek, your love we need. Your protection we implore. Forgive our sins and heal our wounds. Strengthen any weakness of faith and make us strong so as to give witness to your glory. Keep far from us any illness, pestilence, or harm. You are our refuge. You are our comfort. You are our hope. Through the intercession of Our Lady, health of the sick, we come to your most sacred heart and beseech your protection and blessing. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Amen. Well, as a teenager, I didn't really see how relevant uh, religion was in my life. In my early 20s, I, I began to look at other faiths. Well, I, I understand as, as a Catholic that the things that I, were, I was given uh, at a very early age, those things never ended. They're still with me. That's what drew me back. Because the Catholic Church is, a, is worldwide, there are so many different types of people that come to the church, and, and it's a place where I feel accepted for who I am. I'm where God wants me to be, and, and I feel like my life is, can be used for what He wants now. And when I came back, I said, Lord, you were waiting for me the whole time with your arms open wide, and I have come home. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Protestants like to use James 2, 10 through 11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 1.15 he affirms it saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2, 10 through 11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So James 2, 10 through 11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. 
Hi, friends. Welcome back to the St. Gabriel Cafe. I'm Amanda Miller. I'm Dave Orsborn, and welcome all of our new friends listening on FM 106.7 in Athens. A programming announcement. Join us this afternoon from 4 to 6 for a special roundtable on Issue 1 with Beth Vanderkoy, Mark Huddy, and Dr. Mike Parker. That's from 4 to 6 this afternoon. Joining us now in the cafe, a brand new friend, Mr. Jeff Neese, president of St. Isidore Media. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning to you. Thank you for having me. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. It's been a trip. And happy feast day. Thank you. Same to you. And we just uh, spoke to Father Mark Moore. You guys have had a... uh, a whirlwind down there in Athens, getting everything together for the launch today. Yes, it has been. It's but it's all worth it. It's it's been such a blessing. Tell tell us how this got started. You're the president of Saint Isidore Media. How did all this come to your attention, and how did you pull it all together? You know, you always say it's good to see God's work, and with this project, it's been. Oh, my Lord, it's been a, every move has been watching God work Mm. and let, and me being his instrument. It was, it's awesome. It started back when uh, Bill came down and Bill and I went around and looked and talked and, and then Bill asked me, how would you like to spearhead this project? (laughs) (laughs) Did you know exactly what he was asking you to do? Um, (laughs) Before this conversation, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) But then I, I, it was just, I I felt like somebody was behind my shoulders kind of pushing me ahead, you know, Mm. and I said, this is a great deal. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. And, uh, yeah, so every, you organized every, uh, the Knights of Columbus. Are, are you a knight then? Yes, yes, I am. Yes. Um, it, well, it was that night, that very night when uh, Bill came and uh, talked to us at our uh, knights meeting. And uh, at that point, you know, I was before that I was I was pretty much committed to the project, and there was a few other ones that that kind of raised their hand and let's make this thing work and. Uh, it's been a great. There's been there's been struggles here and there, you know. Sure. I've <laughs> I've learned to uh, not get real excited right away because that roller coaster might go down. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now you can put a radio operator on your resume. Did you, you probably didn't see that one coming? Did you? <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, it was kind of crazy. I. Uh, I came home from uh, after the the night's meeting there, and my wife and I were talking about this, and I said, I think we're going to make this thing work. Mm. And she looks at me and, are you qualified to do something like this? (laughs) And I says, well, I think I'm being guided. Mm. So there we go. We're speaking with Jeff Neese, the president of St. Isidore Media in Athens, uh, St. Gabriel's new affiliate, bringing St. Gabriel programming to 106.7 FM that serves Athens as 
and especially at the Ohio University campus. Uh, do you have any connections with OU? Not really. Um, just uh, some of the students. Uh, we have some of the students that are actually night members that mm-hmm. come uh, uh, nights, and uh, um, I just we get to, I get talking with them, and it's, like Father Mark said earlier, the I, I just I'm in amazement every time that I go get involved with the students and and the the following that we have here with the church with the catholic church um it just i'm amazed <laughs> mm-hmm. how did you uh pick saint isidore as the uh, patron of the station well um it's kind of crazy father mark recommended it and uh I've been a farmer all my life, um, basically. Uh, That's your day job. And uh, in my family, farming's been everything. It's been farming going on forever, I think. Uh, And uh, he's the patron of farming. And I I sat back, and when Father recommended that and and his simplicity— uh, St. Isidore's simplicity, and, and that's our life. And, and I said, that's perfect. That's perfect. I love it. You know, we're we're all so dependent on God's providence and God's generosity, but farmers, I think, and farmers and radio operators in particular <laughs> are, uh, are very much reliant on God's uh, providence. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we, we pray for his guidance, uh, I say every year, but no, it's every day that uh, he guides us to do the right thing and um, so we can have a prosperous year. Jeff, could you share with us how you've seen God's providential hand working to help bring about St. Isidore Media? (laughs) Sure. Like I said before, it's every step. Uh, You know, I'm one of these people that... uh, I've been in construction and farming and, and getting projects through and uh, and and through this process of this radio station, uh, I I'm having questions. What do I do? What's my next move? Sure. And God puts this person in front of me. Hmm. Answers all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. And then you know we go for a while, and and then there's a there's like a roadblock, and what do we do next? We're especially yeah, we're especially grateful for Greg Savaldi, our station engineer, and and the role that uh, that he played in in getting one hundred six point seven launch. You you worked pretty closely with Greg then over the last few months. Yes, and and he's one of them people. You know, I'm. Uh, you know, I'm a pretty mechanically inclined person, and I've done electrical work and and all of this, and and I understand things. But putting together a radio station, man, that's way that's that's way above my pay grade. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> Your, it's, it's Greg comes in. Yeah. It's more than plugging it into the outlet, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so much technical work, and and there every step has reasons and uh and greg has done such an outstanding job this this radio i've 
yesterday I did I would drove around the the county actually and and kind of getting a map and pointing locations. Okay, the radio signal goes to here, market near here here all around and so much further than and better than our expectations mm-hmm. when we started. It's unbelievable. God's working. As you were driving around uh, the county, did you think about the souls that would be tuning in? Every mile. Every mile. I, you know, and I'm one of these people too, you know, and, and Father Mark and I have talked this over, you know, and I told him, I said, Father Mark, if we get a hundred people that is tuning in, you know the next step, don't you? We're going for a thousand, mm. <laughs> and we're going to work this and make it work. And 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 well, when you have God by your side, there's nothing that you can't accomplish. I love it. Jeff Neese, president of St. Isidore Media in Athens, the president of St. Isidore, our newest affiliate on FM 106.7. Have you had the opportunity, have you kept this pretty quiet in the parish, or have you have you told many people that this is happening? Yes, yes, we have. We've kept it very quiet, actually. Um, just, and, and that was, that was a struggle for me, <laughs> I got this thing. I got this this golden egg that I'm <laughs> holding, and I want to share it with everyone. and And our attorneys are saying, "Jeff, Jeff, 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 no, 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 no. We got to keep it quiet. We got to keep it quiet until we get everything. We make sure the radio station is going to be up and running. There's no going to be no glitches. Just hold off. Hold it quiet, quiet. And that was tough for me. <laughs> well, it hatched, right? Yeah. To, today we yes. can start proclaiming it. Yes. And you'll have bumper magnets. Uh, yes, the, we're also going to have yard uh, signs and bumper magnets. Uh, we're going to be handing out here very soon. Um, I'm thinking maybe like next week here they're supposed to be here. Yeah. So it's going to be exciting. What are What are your hopes for the Catholic community? Uh, there, uh, I'm not very familiar with, uh, with the community there in, in, in Athens. I know Father Mark, uh, is pastor of four parishes, uh, spread from Athens to Gloucester to Pomeroy. Um, have, well, have you been a lifelong Catholic? Yes. Yes. I went to a Catholic school, Catholic. Well, it was a Catholic grade uh, through eighth grade mm-hmm. in Lipstick, St. Mary's. And, uh, but yeah, very, it's pretty tight community. Oh yeah. Very, very, very. Well, I don't know if you're familiar Putnam County, that's where Lipsick St. Mary's is in, but Putnam County, um, you're going at about 90% Catholics in the whole County. <laughs> so yeah, it was very tight knit. Wow. Catholic city. Wow. Now, I think I heard a story. Uh, does your wife do adoration at yes, Christ yes. the King? So she's there with the students. Then, well, she comes home every time, every you know, when she goes to adoration, and she's just totally amazed. She says, there's, there's 
three times more students there at adoration than there are the the adults or high school mm-hmm. adults or older folks uh, from the community. Mm. Um, that's outstanding. That's outstanding. Mm-hmm. Well, we were talking to Father Mark Moore, and he was saying a couple of the students seem pretty excited. So that's that's hopeful to know that their community will be listening and um, just know, receiving what they can from Catholic Radio. That's right. I'm I'm hoping, you know, I you, you ever hear that that saying, you know, you you hope for the stars and you land on the moon. <laughs> that, <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that this radio station brings the the OU students uh, to another level. It would be my goal to have OU to be known for the Catholic community mm. that they have. Well, I, I love your zeal and enthusiasm, and it sounds like you're also a prayer warrior, so I'm sure the Lord knew what he was doing when he called you. <laughs> I, it's changed my life. <laughs> oh, praise God. Jeff, I can't wait to meet you in person. Uh, as excited as you are, so are we. And we're thrilled to have the opportunity to bring St. Gabriel's programming uh, to all of you in Athens and uh, to walk this journey with you. Buckle up, brother. I'm ready. I'm ready for the ride. I'm ready for the ride. (laughs) Jeff Neese, the president of St. Isidore Media, our new affiliate broadcasting on FM 1067 in Athens. So Jeff, have a great day. Congratulations again. Happy feast day. And I uh, know that uh, our entire uh, radio family is pray- is uh, praying for uh, St. Isidore and the folks in Athens County or Athens today. I really appreciate it. And thank you very much. God bless. We'll see you soon. You bet. Have a great day. Mm, you too. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, what an exciting announcement to be able to share with with all of our friends. It's, uh, yeah, you know, I, I remember, obviously, you know, the early days here at uh, at St. Gabriel when we were on 1270, 1580, then 820, and just how the community has supported us mm-hmm. uh, through, through our growth. And then when we bring uh, FM 88.3 to Scioto County and how excited that community is became and how uh radio evangelization has touched so many people there and just uh confident and excited to see how the lord's going to work there in athens yeah yeah dave like you shared earlier just the god stories that will come out of this i'm really looking forward to some of those as well Mm -hmm. it's going to be fun it's going to be fun so congratulations all of our friends in Athens, congratulations to our community here, and thank you very much for supporting St. Gabriel as we expand and bring Catholic Radio to new communities. A reminder that today is a holy day of obligation. Get to Mass today. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. God bless you all. We'll see you tomorrow at 8.